happy Friday, my friend. I want to encourage you today. I know that the business journey is full of lots of highs and lots of lows, and sometimes sometimes those lows really, really suck. We don't understand why we're not making progress. We're frustrated. We see other people succeeding and we think, why am I not there yet? Why is that not me? Um, We sometimes wonder whether this is the right path and whether we just misheard God when he said, hey, do this thing. And we're like, really? Like, are we doing this right? Because nothing's happening. It's very hard to be patient. We live in like such an like immediate world where everything is just immediately accessible and everything can be right there and super, super high like fast-paced high reward and patience is hard (laughs) and trusting the timing for our business journey is hard especially when we've got bills to pay and we're trying to like prove to ourselves and our family and our spouse that what we're doing is actually worth all the time and the effort and we just want that breakthrough so today I have five bible verses for you to help you with patience and to help you to trust God's timing because I know that I need these verses as much as you do (laughs) and it's so refreshing to just sit with these verses and remind us like remind myself of what God says about this so let's dig into this and be encouraged on this Friday grow your Christian business with me Sarah Beisel this is a podcast for Christian women who want to build crazy successful businesses with God at the center of it all. We're about to dig into biblical marketing strategies and build a firm foundation for your business that's rooted in biblical truth. If you want to make money in your business, but nothing seems to be working no matter how hard you try, then it's time to create a custom marketing plan that's designed around who God created you to be. So, Say goodbye to confusion and hello to a content strategy that's filled with God's peace and freedom. Before we get into these verses, if you have not grabbed my free biblical marketing blueprint, I would encourage you to go download that right now. As we are digging into Bible verses and getting back into deep connection with God's plan for our business, I want you to go get this blueprint. It is designed to help you partner with God in your business. It's going to take you through six components of marketing and how they connect to the Bible. I have Bible verses in there for you to help you reflect on how you should be doing each of these things in your business and what that means to do business and to grow your business from a biblical perspective. This guide is completely free. You can get it at sarahbeisel.com slash blueprint. It's also linked in the show notes. Um, I also have links to a whole bunch of podcast episodes where you can learn more details about each of these topics and really dig in and apply these steps to your business. Um, So go get that if you do not already have it. Um, Now, once you've done that, let's dig into these five verses for how to be patient, how to remind ourselves that patience is the right attitude, the right thing to be doing, how to be more trusting and to remind ourselves that we can trust God's timing for this business. So the first verse is Galatians 6, 9, and it says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. 
The thing to remember here, there's two things really. First, don't get tired of doing what is good. (laughs) Persevere, perseverance, keep going. That's the message here. God is telling us we have to keep going. We have to stick it out and to trust the process. The second part of this verse, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. If we don't give up, if we persevere on, on God's path, he will bless us. Whether those blessings are financial blessings or blessings of peace, blessings in other ways like more time, um, whatever that looks like, he is going to bless us if we persevere, if we stick to it. So as hard as it can be sometimes, don't get tired of doing what's good. <laughs> if we are doing the thing that God has called us to, then we have to stick to it and we have to trust that by persevering, he is going to bless us. Verse number two. This is one of my personal favorite verses. It's from Isaiah 40, 31. And it says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I love this. Every time I read this verse, it just fills me with a strength. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I read it and I feel invigorated. I had to look up, because I was curious, the definition of the word hope. Because hope in the Lord is like, I always thought that was a weird phrase. So I looked up the definition of hope and Google told me this. um, Hope is to desire with expectation of obtainment or fulfillment. So it's a desire that we expect is going to happen. That's what hope means. And so hoping in the Lord is to expect, like to desire and expect that the Lord will do what he says he will do, um, that he will be who he says he is, and that we can expect that and desire that. So I think that's a very cool definition of the word hope. And so that means we have to trust that he will fulfill his promises, that whatever those promises are, right? And the promises that we can depend on are the promises of his character, of who he is and who he will be to us, the promise of our salvation, the promise that if we trust in him and we follow him, we will have um, a peace and a joy in our life um, and that we can depend on that. And so this verse, I always come back to this, if you hope in the Lord, If you desire him and you trust in him and you expect that he will fulfill that so that he will be who he is, you'll be renewed in strength. You won't grow weary. You won't be faint. You will soar. You're going to have the strength to persevere if you're trusting in God and you're putting your hope in him. He's going to give you the strength to continue doing what it is that we are doing. I love this one. I always find that verse just so refreshing and so encouraging. Verse number three comes from Ecclesiastes 3, 1. It says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. I love this. I have been getting super obsessed with seasons lately and just like really reflecting on different seasons in life, what the seasons mean, how they connect to everything that we do and it's I think I'm gonna run like a whole like mini 
like program or something on this at some point because I find it so interesting and I really want to unpack it and share this with you in more detail. Um, so something is in the works um, in the distant future for that because I think that would be really, really cool. But in summary, we go through different seasons in life. Different things have seasons, right? That's what this verse is saying. There is a season for every activity under the heavens. Sometimes things are the spring, right? There's growth, a renewal, a refreshment. That's the season that we're in right now. And you can just get a sense. Everyone is doing new things. They're feeling energized. There's a growth. There's new life. Plants are blooming. Um, animals are being born. It's just a season of growth. And that's so cool. So maybe your activities are in a season of growth. There's the summer season of fruition and fulfillment where um, everything is coming to bloom. Everything is beautiful. Um, it's reached its peak. It's crescent. Not crescent. That's not the word. It's crest. That's the word I think I'm looking for. Everything has reached its absolute peak. That's the summer. It's full of energy and vibrancy and excitement. Maybe your activities are the summer season. Autumn is the harvest. That's when we reap. That's when we um, are beginning to prepare for the winter. We are bringing in the crops. We're enjoying the bounty. We're getting the reap and the return on our rewards. Maybe we are in that harvest season. And maybe we're winter. Maybe we are in a season of rest and peace and calm and still. Um, in the picturesque winter, of course, in reality, sometimes winters are very stormy and kind of scary, but it's a hunkering down season, right? We go inside, we get cozy, we bundle up and we just, we rest and rejuvenate. And so maybe our, that's the season that our activities are in. It's a season of rest and rejuvenation. There is a time and a season for everything and the things that we do reflect those seasons. And so maybe we want to be in the fall, but it's still late spring and we're not there yet, right? And we're just not doing those activities yet because that's not the season for the activities that we're doing. So trust that you will go through all of these seasons, that you will come to the season that you're waiting for. <laughs> it will come. Um, and it may just be that it's not right now, and that's okay. Do the things that you're currently doing and trust the process and trust the path and trust that the season that you're needing is coming for you. Verse number four comes from Psalm 37, 7. It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways when they carry out their wicked schemes. Woof. We may see others succeeding quicker. I don't know about you, but I always find it so hard. I find myself comparing myself to other people's successes all the time, right? You see people, oh, so-and-so just got a 10K month. So-and-so just hit a million dollars. So-and-so hit 500,000 downloads on their podcast. And you're always thinking, why is that not me? When will that be me? What do I need to do for that to be me? But here's the thing. If they're not on God's path, if they're not following God's way, then ultimately they're not going to be prosperous because they're missing God. Like they're missing his path and his like participation in all of this. When we trust our businesses to God, we are trusting that his way is better. His way is peaceful and free and fulfilling. He does not want us to rush to success and then crash and burn 
a year later, <laughs> right? Like his way is going to be one that is full of peace. It is the long game, right? Think about the Bible. Think about um there's a there's a line, one of my favorite songs, worship songs. If you have not listened to this worship song, go listen to it right now. It's called Seasons. <laughs> Talking about seasons. It is called Seasons by Hillsong, I think. It is a fantastic, it's a beautiful song. I cry almost every time I listen to it. I love it. But there's a line in there. Um, they're talking about like the birth of Jesus and all of this stuff and the whole thing about just the whole purpose of Jesus coming to earth. And there's a line in the song that says, you could have saved us in a second, but instead you sent a child. And the idea here is that like God could have snapped his fingers and fixed everything if he really, really wanted to, right? But I mean, that would contradict a lot of things that would take away your free will, that would take a lot of a lot of things away. But like if he really, really wanted to, he could, right? He's God. He could do whatever he wanted. <laughs> right? But instead, instead of saving us all in a second, instead of fixing all of that sin, he sent Jesus to earth to pay that price for us, to walk in our shoes, to teach us the meaning of salvation and to do that process that's not that's not a quick process that was a lifetime right and it's the same with all of us like we have a lifetime we have a process it's not a snap of the fingers instant thing it's a long game it's a long process it's something that is committing to the long term that's just something that we see all of the prophecies in the old testament it was like there is a God coming. There is the Son of God coming in the future. Here's all of these prophecies. But this is hundreds of years away. You're never going to see this thing. And yet all of these prophets, all of these faithful people in the Old Testament were 100% committed to following a God that they didn't understand, that they had no like connection to in the way that we do now because there was no like Holy Spirit connection yet because Jesus hadn't come and that, that gift hadn't been given yet. Like these people had to have a crazy kind of faith for something that like is kind of hard to comprehend, right? That's the whole point. A lot of this stuff that God promises is in the future. It's not right now. It's a long-term process. <laughs> and that kind of sucks. Sometimes I get it. We are just in this instant gratification world, but we have to remind ourselves that be still, to be still before the Lord to be patient, wait for him, because his way is better. Even if his way is longer, his way is better. Okay, final verse, verse number five, one that you will all be well familiar with, but I have to end on a favorite. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans not to harm you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. We've been through this verse so many times. Everyone knows this verse in and out. Trust that God's plan for you is good and trust that his plan for you is for the benefit of his kingdom. Take a kingdom perspective here. This verse gets taken out of context a lot. Sometimes we, we very much apply, apply it to our individual lives and we think like me personally has to have these good benefits. He's talking about a nation here in this context, right? He's not talking about an individual. He's talking about a nation. A plans to prosper a nation, prosper a people. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves that it's the benefit of his kingdom that we're doing this for, right? 
not just for us. Of course, he wants to bless us as individuals, but again, with that long game, long-term perspective, ultimately it's about his kingdom and the things that we do will benefit his kingdom in one way or another, whether that is because we will be given, given finances to pour into the church and to pour into ministry and missions and charities and whatever, whether it is to bring more people to know him by the things that we do, the people that, that we interact with, whether it is to free up our time so that we can serve, like whatever that is, this plan for your business is to benefit his kingdom. So keep that in mind as you are patiently waiting for that future. Just remind yourself of the lives that you're impacting, the people that you are changing, the people that you are encouraging and um, making a difference for. And hold on to those things while you're waiting for the blessings to come and while you're waiting for those rewards that you you're so desperately in need of remind yourself to keep going to persevere and to trust that god will turn blessings to, around with the perseverance and commitment to his his plan and his path all right i pray oh i pray for patience god <laughs> for me for everyone listening i pray for this patience and i pray for a strength to continue to persevere when we're not sure what's going on. We're not sure what the path is. We're not sure what the next step is. I just pray, God, that you would reveal the next step, that you'd help us to be patient. You'd bring these verses to mind and that you would encourage us to seek you first and everything else will fall into place. In Jesus' name, amen. If this episode was meaningful to you in any way, I'd love it if you went to Apple Podcasts and left me a review. Once you've done that, come hang out with hundreds of other women in the Faithful Business community on Facebook. I would love to meet you there and learn about the business God has called you to create. I'll see you there until the next episode of the Grow Your Christian Business podcast.